This is Yawa Radio. A warm welcome to the Yawa Radio podcast. The Yawa Radio podcast is an opportunity again to listen to one of our inspirational, thought-provoking interviews that we have brought to the listeners of Yawa Radio. Yawa Radio is online 24 hours a day, seven days a week. We are your well-being and happiness radio station, bringing the feel-good feeling to every single day of the week. Check us out at yawaradio.co.uk. Now sit back and enjoy this podcast from the Yawa Radio team. This is Glass Half Full with me, Steve Twine, and where I'm joined by inspirational guests from around the world, sharing their stories, stories that may well resonate with you. Sit back and enjoy this week's Glass Half Full. Uh, you're listening to Yawa Radio. You know, we're all about bringing that feel-good feeling to every single day with your health and well-being station. And it's a pleasure to be joined on the line now by, by Leslie, your lifestyle coach, confidence coach. Leslie yes. Taylor, how are you? Thank you very much for having me. Yes, I'm fine today. Thank you, Steve. Lovely uh, to be here. Leslie, whereabouts are you? I'm in Broxbourne in Hertfordshire, down okay. in the south, down southeast. In- Right. Well, we're looking forward to finding out a lot more about you and how you help people as well. Because, you know, as you'll be aware, Yama Radio, we share things and we have guests on that share things that may well resonate with somebody and help them make a positive change in, in their life. But there you are, lifestyle and confidence coach. But I've got to ask, you know, you know you, I don't know, you've probably done that all your life, but probably not. <laughs> so how did you become a coach? What was the story? The story, the long and short of it is that through my experiences in life, I, um, you know, I've had a long career as a healthcare professional and other things, but I love helping people. I always have. And um, because of my personal experiences, really, through my life and my career, I decided that I wanted to become a life and confidence coach to help people who've been through difficulties and didn't have that self-belief and confidence in themselves so that's the short answer okay but the long answer is much much more than that and it's much more about me and my journey okay so tell us about your journey then well I was a, a gentle sensitive I still am a gentle, sensitive person. I was, uh, you know, always like that as a child, quite shy. Um, My mother was quite a strong-willed, domineering person, a bit on the bossy side of things, (laughs) quite hard on herself and others. And, uh, yeah, my dad was different, a northerner. He was very warm, funny, kind and generous. But through, you know, their sort of parental style and schooling and things like that, I felt there were high expectations of me, really, Mm -hmm. as a child. And I felt I always had to be a good girl and do things right, achieve quite high standards. And so it was really easy for me to become a people pleaser as I was growing up. That's kind of where I ended up. Um, and I, through that, I also, 
I became unable really to stand up for myself like other kids did. I felt I always had to just fit in with people and go along with what they wanted to do a lot of the time. Um, instead of doing things I really wanted to do or saying no to things, I was too much of a, oh, yes, I'll just go along with it. It's easier. Then there's no conflict. I didn't enjoy getting into situations that were full of conflict and troubles because I didn't have the skills to manage that. Mm -hmm. um, and I was really afraid of failure and letting other people down. And I think that became a real driver through my life. Wow. So it seems like there's a lots of shoulds or must do's there that have been, <laughs> yes, planted in the old subconscious there that you're living to. Definitely. <laughs> and then when I was a teenager, I started to experience migraine headaches, which I found really difficult to manage. And people didn't always say great things either that didn't help things like, oh, oh, that must be really awful for you. Or can't you get tablets to help that and things like that, which just meant, you know, try and get rid of them. Yeah. And I think they were a sign, even though they were kind of, I think, linked to my hormones at the time. They were also a sign to say, you know, listen to me. You're not looking after yourself, maybe not getting enough sleep, but pushing too hard. And as a young adult, I, I went on to suffer with sort of vertigo symptoms and kind of swimmy boat-like feelings, which I really didn't get much help with those from the doctors. And again, I think it was my body saying to me, you're just pushing too hard. You're not, you know, you need to pause, take a look at your life. Are you doing what you really want to do? Mm -hmm. um, are you just pushing on and doing things for other people, not really listening to yourself? So did that take you down a specific career path? And, and, and did you realise at one point that that wonderful phrase I use, uh, my ladder's up against the wrong wall? <laughs> well, I, from school, I'd gone in and trained to be a chartered physiotherapist. And I, when I was training, I, there were moments when I didn't know if it was the right career for me, but people didn't really just throw it all in and give it all up. And again, I think I kept going with that because I didn't want to, be seen as a failure or dropout. Mm -hmm. So, and that career, I I did have a you know thirty year career as a physiotherapist, and it was amazing because it worked around other things that I wanted to do. I really enjoyed working with the people and the patients that I worked mm -hmm. with. But I think there would have been other jobs I could have done because again, I was I was really looking after other people and not myself. Okay, but I. I still hadn't learned how to do that. That came later after I'd experienced a divorce as well, you know, and that had been a very traumatic personal experience when I was around 30 years old mm -hmm. um, and sort of juggling my life. I also had a daughter at that time, a youngster, and just managing all of these dif different things really put more pressure on me. So after my divorce, that was really a moment in my life where I thought I've got to sort myself out. And that's when I started personal development all for myself. I started reading personal development books, listening to things on the Internet, start reaching out for there must be more out there. There must be other ways to live and to feel better than I do. Because basically I, I realized that my confidence was rock bottom. Okay. My self-belief 
even though I was still a healthcare professional and I could perform really well in that role, actually inside of me, I felt like empty. I just didn't really know who I was, where I, what I wanted for myself and how to get that. Wow. So it, it sounds like sounds like you had lots of plates spinning at the time, lots of going on. But then that wonderful bit that that where that self-awareness kicks in. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. You know, and 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 I guess when when we reach that self-awareness point for the, through whatever reason, and like you started on that personal development journey um, and you begin. But well, I want to use the word wisdom. It's a wonderful word, isn't it? That you become a little bit more wiser and look back on what you've done. So. From from that was at that point was that when you started to train as a coach then Leslie was that um, not immediately I was just working on myself really going to seminars sort of building myself up before mm-hmm. I ever ventured to do training that came a little bit later okay um, I carried on because I then got remarried had two more children to my two boys so I was really busy with my family life and enjoying life really making the best of it with a new husband who is amazing and he was much calmer had a much more laid-back approach to life and it really sort of helped me to just calm down a bit chill out enjoy (laughs) every day instead of sort of racing to get things done all the time and run around and, and achieve as well at the same time. And, and through that time, apart from your, from your husband there, then who sounds a great calm influence and 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 support, uh, who were the people that influenced you in the personal development world? And the type of books were you reading? Ah, well, the first book that I read was uh, Louise Hay, "You Can Heal Your Life." Great book. Um, I know, and I dug it out today because. I was just looking at the date inside and there it is, June 1992. Wow. I know. So, you know, there we are. This is kind of the history. And I started with her books and then I was looking to really sort of boost my own health and wellness um, and how to do that. So I, I followed on with other books. And then since I have become a life coach in the last sort of um, I set my business up five years ago, but I've actually qualified before that. Mm-hmm. Um, I've just I've got such a broad range of books and I love all sorts, really. And some are more business related for when I'm helping clients with business matters and others are much more still down that personal road. Wonderful, wonderful. So you've continued to read and develop even. And, and that's one of the great things, really, isn't it, about once once you get into this world <laughs> you know you never stop learning and you and you're seeking information not you know just just to grow to continue to grow as an individual absolutely it just never stops we can always learn something new every day and i i love hearing quotes from you know from people things that they put out there even back to just the einstein quotes where I mean, I think I've got one here somewhere that he said, but basically the gist of it is with your mindset, if you create a problem with a certain mindset, you need to change your mindset to solve it. Otherwise, you'll just stay going around and around and around in the problem situation rather than coming up with a solution. And that is how I, I look at things so much more these days. And I think too often people get bogged down with what their problems are instead of 
trying to have a different view, looking in a broader sense and creating more solutions for themselves. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Did you remind me? I didn't. I don't know whether it was Einstein, but it was. You cannot solve a problem with the same thinking that created it in the first place. That's it. That's, that's is that the one? Yeah, that, that's the one I'm referring to. Yeah, that that's that's the one. So there you go. Then. So what what type of clients do you work with now then? Oh, I work with quite a broad range of clients. Um, It's mainly women that I work with, but I do have some male clients. And people, the clients that I have come to me with either personal or professional problems, but it's often to do with their relationships. And underpinning that is the relationship with themselves. Mm -hmm. That's really Mm -hmm. where we find out where the problems lie. Because we look out there, don't we? And we see, oh, you know, these things are going wrong and that's going wrong and I haven't got the promotion at work or I keep having a row with my husband or my partner. But uh, And then you can get caught up in the, the blame. It's, it's their fault. Why didn't they do this or why didn't they do that? But actually bringing it back and looking at what is my state of mind today? What, what's going on for me? How do I feel at the moment? Um, am I in a great place to get a promotion at the moment? Or why do I keep having a go at my husband? Why is he annoying me? What's it about me that's going on? Um, so, yeah, my clients are, are a very broad range, really. But and, and Leslie, so, sorry, Leslie, just, just going back to what you were talking about, uh, you know, when we started, where you talked about people, please, then we talked about should, must. There may be occasions when people that you work with as a coach think they should be chasing a promotion but it's probably not the right thing for them oh yes I mean definitely um you can think that you want a promotion in that moment but it might not be the right thing for them but then that is something they've got to weigh up Mm. um and some people they they get stuck or lost they don't know how to weigh up is it the right thing isn't it the wrong thing the other thing is if people think they want a promotion is there's so much today about Oh, if you don't get the job, oh no, I'm a failure. Oh, look, I'll never get I'll never get a job like that. You know, people are put off too much when they don't actually get the job. But often it's an indication that perhaps you need to take a different road. Maybe it wasn't the right job for you, or maybe you do need to up your skills to get to that level. Maybe you need to look outside of the business that you're in and go for a different into a different organization. It could be all sorts of messages, not just I'm not good enough. I'm a failure, which is what so many people take away from a from not getting a, <clears throat> a job. You know, yeah. you just reminded me there. it's coming back a, well, a long time now. Um but um, I, had a, I had a friend of mine that rang me one day and he said, I really I need to come and see you. I went, oh, right. OK, right. And he worked for I won't main, mention the company, but it was a worldwide national brand. Uh-huh. And he was he worked on the sales side with him. He was approaching 30 at the time. So it's going back a few years now. And I went, tell me what's what's happened. And he went, well, I've, I've just been told that I've now reached 30 uh, and because I've not reached a certain level within the company, that's it. Um, I'm going to be stuck. That I went, really? Right. So we had a long, we had a chat about things and a bit what we're talking about there. And um, and you left the company. Yeah. Joined mm-hmm. forces with somebody else. They formed their own company in a totally different industry that went on to build 
a national brand. But at that point in his life, that day when he rang me, he thought his world was over. Exactly. Imagine the impact on him in that moment and and anyone else who's also told that by somebody Mm. Um, and what it does or what it can potentially do to their self-belief, their confidence, their views about themselves for their future and their prospects. And it's the same. So often you hear it, um, people that have done well in in drama, acting, all professions probably across the board, uh, where people have had a teacher or somebody who's perhaps been in that field who said, well, you're never going to make it. And and how destructive is that to somebody? And it, it proves that you know, you do need resilience today to get mm-hmm. through life because you don't know what's going to crop up and what's going to be said to you, how people are going to treat you. And if you are a gentle person, and I think I've definitely suffered in this way in the workplace because I found uh, some workplaces very, very demanding, sort of toxic, um, uncomfortable where there's there are people who are quite bullying and overbearing, um, and the impact of them on me and my self confidence has been to bring me down, mm-hmm. and it, that does happen quite a lot. And I've seen that happen to others, and that was another reason through working in healthcare why I wanted to help more people. Having gone through that process and built myself up, I wanted to do more to help others that are working really well in a job, but are surrounded by people who aren't having a great impact on them and haven't got that resilience there to rise above it all by themselves. And and let's just touch on something else as well, because then added equation to what was that all that time ago with my friend there. We have, of course, we've now got the wonderful social media that um, really affects people's self-esteem because they see things on social media and think everybody's living this glorious life, don't they? Absolutely. And social media, it's, you know, and everybody says this, it's so great in so many ways, but it's so destructive in, in so many others. And exactly because of what you're saying there is that people scroll through especially on a day when they're not having such a good time and thinking everybody else's life is better than theirs they look better than they do they've got a better job they earn more money they've got more clothes or whatever it is and the young people really as well are taken in by this and believe it Yes. And it is really impacting on, as we we know it today, mental health issues, depression and levels of anxiety. It really has rocketed in the younger population. And I believe it's because of the the impact of some social media. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you on that. I think that's that's so true. You know, you see a post of somebody uh, enjoying another trip to on. You know, when you could, you know, oh, here I am, another great portrait of me in whatever Barbados. Yeah, and, and you've got. I've had friends that have seen these pictures and they look at somebody and they go, "Well, how how they, how do they manage to get to Barbados?" You know, I know. What, what, what am I doing wrong? Wait a minute, they may be up to their eyes in debt, for God's sake. <laughs> This is it. You just do not know what's going on behind that picture. Um, And we all, not many people put the pictures on, some people do, of them when they've just woken up with their hair's a mess and they're in their (laughs) pyjamas. Most people put pictures on wearing they're glammed up. They've got a lovely, 
well, women have a lovely dress on, all their makeup on, and they're in a lovely glamorous bar having drinks with friends. So you've got to remember this. We don't do that all of the time. Mm. So you and you can repost pictures that you took last year and the year before. And that's what some people do. So they're not living off what's going on today. And like I said about some of the problems that I had in my life, I used to hide them and keep them secret because I was embarrassed or I, I felt ashamed or I didn't want people to know that I had problems with vertigo or migraine and this is this is what people do they hide the things that they don't like about themselves or things that are going on in their lives that they're embarrassed about and and then they get locked away or abandoned as if they and then they don't get resolved that's really what doesn't then happen so it's the coming away a bit from the social media there, but the social media gives a false impression of mm. what people's lives are like, doesn't it? It doesn't give it that does, full yeah. picture, really. And yeah. it's easy, and it's easy through all that and all the things that people say to you, like you, you know, you never be anything, or you're wasting your time doing that. You end up becoming a a prisoner of your own thoughts if you're not careful. And, yeah, and, definitely. And, and I do wonder why people think it's OK to say those awful things. I've never understood people that are so hurtful directly, mm. either on social media or just straight out. Um, and I think it, it's something that we really need to tackle if we can. In this country, people are often very negative instead of being positive. And we need to encourage kids to be more sort of supportive to one another to develop strong relationships not hurtful manipulative relationships which damage people so much yeah, well well there you are working as the lifestyle and confidence coach so so how do you work with people then you know one-to-one group coaching how does it happen Yes. Well, just to finish, say just a little bit more. I mean, most of my clients come to me because things aren't working in their lives okay, and they don't feel good inside. They're the two main reasons mm-hmm. why. And this often sort of manifests itself in feeling they're feeling stuck, lost, anxious, overwhelmed, stressed, or perhaps controlled by someone or something. Um, And so when they come to work with me, yeah, usually I work one-to-one with clients and that's either over Zoom or by phone. Mm -hmm. Um, Quite a lot of my clients like phone calls. That's, um, and, but some of them have Zooms and I do do group situations as well, just small groups sometimes. Um, And Clients always get a client questionnaire from me initially so that they can put down on paper what's going on for them at, mm-hmm. in the beginning. And I always ask them, what's going well in your life? What's not going so well? So that it gives them an opportunity to actually see for themselves. Oh, yeah, well, actually, this is going well in my life at the moment. I have got all of these things because we forget about the gratitude for the good things in our lives don't we when we're focusing on the bad when we're looking at what's going wrong um and then yeah I talk to them about what they want to achieve with coaching what why they haven't been able to achieve that yet in their lives why they think they can't do that already and also how committed they are to achieving what they want to achieve so that it really enables them to lay out what it is they're looking for and hoping to get through coaching with me. And, and Leslie, are there, are there some people that prefer the group to the one-to-one? Because 
you know, cause it's, it, I, I guess it's a different ambiance, a different energy from a one-to-one to a group. Definitely. And there has to be an element of confidentiality mm. whenever there's a group situation so that people know that if they share openly in a group, that somebody's not going to go away and talk about it outside of the group. Um, but yeah, people like group situations because they can share and listen to other people's points of views, mm-hmm. not just on the one-to-one basis when they're working with me. They Somebody else will often speak up and say, oh yeah, that happened to me before and I did this, this and this. And then it will spark off ideas for the other person to think, Ah, oh, yeah, I never thought of that. I could give that a go. That might work for me. Mm-hmm. And so sharing, it also builds new relationships for people. When they're in the group, there's an element of trust that comes up. And when they're looking forward to the next week's session, because they know that they're going to be able to share with those people again. Well, wonderful. Well, well, look, if people want to find out more about you and get in touch with you, how can they do that? Um, well, I have a website, that which is www.lesleytaylorcoaching.com sorry lesleytaylorconfidence.com okay okay and uh yeah they can get in touch with me or uh, send me an email at info at lesleytaylorconfidence.com or i have a phone number that i can give to you steve yeah please shall do I, yeah shall i say the number now yeah go for it yeah oh seven nine three nine two two three nine eight zero Um, And I'm always more than happy to have an initial conversation with somebody so that they can talk through and share some of the issues or problems, challenges, whatever they want to call them, whatever they want to talk about in in the beginning and see if we can talk that through, start doing a little bit of exploring. And then if they feel comfortable, then they can think about booking and going ahead with some coaching with me. I love that. I love that because there has to be that that confidence between the coach and the coachee, doesn't they? Definitely. And it also gives me an opportunity to see if I feel if I can help that person, because that's what they're going to need is support. Um, sort of in my coaching, I do do some mentoring. So I don't just do straight coaching, which is where the client is allowed to sort of come up with their own solutions all of the time. I do support and help people to see other opportunities, to think in a different way, to stretch some of the limiting beliefs that they might have. Um, And I will really engage in helping them to do that. So it's a little bit more than just a coaching session. But of course, yeah, so I will want to listen to what's going on for that person and know that I can help them. Brilliant. Well, Leslie, just give us those contact details again before we finish. Okay, so the website is www.lesleytaylorconfidence.com. My email is info at lesleytaylorconfidence.com or my phone number 07939 Wonderful. Well, it's been a pleasure talking to you today and I'm sure fair few things that you share there will may may well resonate with the listeners so a big thank you to you for joining us and as i always say whatever you are doing for the rest of your day have the best day you possibly can thank you very much steve it's a pleasure thank you a big thank you for taking the time out to listen to this podcast from the team 
at Yawa Radio. Remember to check us out live online 24 hours a day, seven days a week at yawaradio.co.uk. And if you'd like to join us as a guest on Yawa Radio or as a guest on the Yawa Radio podcast, we would love to hear from you. Simply email studio at yawaradio.co.uk. UK. Once again, a big thank you for taking the time out to listen. This is the Yawa Radio Podcast. Copyright applies. Yawa Radio, bringing the feel-good feeling to every day.